0: Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where we talk books, drink booze, and have beards.
1: All right. As always, I am Bob of Tales by Bob. I'm the Ask the Podcast Derek.
0: I am creative Consultant Tonya.
1: And I am also back from New Zealand.
2: No, you're not. Why are you lying to us? (laughs) That's fair. It's a body snatcher.
1: Back
0: from the upside down. Back from
1: the upside down. Had a great time visiting with superfan Ryan. Um, Not a ton of book, beard, or booze-related news to report on that, so won't drone on about that. I will say that it was— Read
0: your blog post.
1: Yeah, you can check out my blog post on uh, tellsbybob.com to see pictures of what I did. But um, I just wanted to make the observation that New Zealand is firmly up the butt of IPAs. Like
2: that is pretty
1: much the only beer you can get there. Bob's not it's about an, that life. A, an IPA or an APA, which is an American Pale Ale, in mm-hmm. their ling- lingo. But they do have some really good ciders. So I got some good ciders.
0: I do like cider.
1: Yep, I had a really good mixed berry oh. cider, mm. and uh, some other good ciders. So
0: I noticed yeah. I didn't get any of that coming back. from Sounds me. like no.
1: there's
2: too much insider that going on. Wait, no, and. Carry on. Hmm. I Hmm. went for it. It You tried. Yeah. Eh, I'm a little off today. That's okay.
0: Just it's it's the thought that counts. Yeah. Effort.
2: Mm. Mm. (laughs) If I was, (laughs) anyways.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, so guys, it's October. So the short reads for this month are "The Sweetest Fruit of Summer" by R. K. Duncan and "A Song for the Leadwood Tree" by uh, Amy Ogden. They're Mm. both you can find. Yeah. Um, they're very fall kind of stories. I really liked them both. I like Um,
0: that it's autumn, fall stuff and not spoopy.
1: Yeah. Um, So, check those out. You can find the link on our short reads tab of the Book Spirits Booze website, or you can just go to Beneath Ceaseless Skies, and that's where we get these from. So, yeah. Bit of news. This is fucking crazy. Hit me with it. A man was diagnosed with a rare condition. Mm-hmm. Basically what happened is he would be walking around and all of a sudden he would get shit hammered drunk.
0: Oh, nice.
1: What? Yeah. Yeah. So he was diagnosed with a rare condition known as auto brewery syndrome in which the microbes in a person's gut ferment carbohydrates into excessive amounts of alcohol. Whoa! In June 2014 at the age of 27 he was admitted into the intensive care unit of a hospital in Beijing. At one point so much alcohol was on his breath that he couldn't sleep through the night. Jesus. Another time he threw up and blacked out after chugging some soda water. He he kept getting fired from jobs cuz they think Drink. oh you are you're, you're a alcoholic <laughs> yeah um in 20 and he like so i think he had gone to australia mm-hmm. um, well he kept getting hospitalized well he went we returned to china and his mom would like monitor him with his breathalyzer and it would inexplicably just soar to 10 times the legal driving limit jesus and they finally figured out that he just had a strain of bacteria in his gut that everyone has everyone has this um but like this strain of bacteria there's like a bunch of different types of it and this particular strain really fucking pumps out the alcohol and uh he had it in like 20 times the normal amount of what most people have so yeah it would just randomly just cause him to get super shit hammered and it destroyed his liver yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I mean
0: it's, it would be like you were a chronic alcoholic because yeah. your See, body has to metabolize that the same yeah. way.
1: So most people, when they have it, it's just it's a small amount. Their liver just cleans it out, and you're fine. Um, but yeah. Right for him. But not for him.
0: Mm. On one hand, you're like, yeah, that'd be great. You wouldn't have to buy alcohol anymore. But then you don't have any control over yeah. when your gut biome is going to go blit with all the yeah. liquors. Hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: No thanks. I don't, I, don't. I, I have
1: enough trouble with my gut biome as it is. Bro. <laughs> so was, funny funny thing. So I don't uh, like where this is going I ate a lot of potatoes in New I don't Zealand. Know. I don't know. <laughs> and Superfan Ryan was like, damn man, I don't know what it is about your gut flora. But like your farts three years later smell exactly the fucking same. You have a distinctive fucking brand. And I was like, Well,
2: you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> wow. We are this is a great episode yeah. so far, guys.
1: Well, it is a great episode. You know why? Because we have a new sponsor. Oh. oh shit! Yeah, we do. We have a new sponsor, the Eldarion Tales. Um, if oh. you if you're an old school fan of the podcast, you'll remember Derek abandoned us for a week, and uh, Brandon Kennedy came on yes. and we um, did.
2: Can can we address that briefly? You abandoned I, us. You abandoned us. You abandoned us for two weeks.
1: Uh, but I made sure the podcasts were recorded, Derek.
2: Yeah, well, I think you were the reason that we couldn't record before when I was having to go somewhere else. Well, you know. So that sounds like a you causing so anyway, a problem. So, Derek, so when Bob so caused Derek, us That to... was
0: a long time for you to go out and get a pack of cigarettes, Dad Derek, over here. You <laughs> just gone. Wow. You wow. just I didn't even know left. He, <laughs> I didn't even
1: know he smoked. God. And people voted him favorite. That's the best. <laughs> they probably didn't know he smoked.
0: <laughs>
1: that I wasn't going to bring it up. I wasn't going to bring it up. Wow tanya played herself.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, oh, if you, if you haven't joined the <laughs>
1: Books Beards booze Facebook fan group, you should join it. It gets fun at times. And vote for me. Yeah, it's too late. Uh, that ship is sailed. Yeah, I mean. All right, so anyway, so okay. Brandon Kennedy um, yes. is a fucking super DM. Uh, he was in a writing group with me and Derek for a while, but his main his main thrust is he's really all about DMing, and he does this through the on Tales. Um, we're going to do a little special episode to just really do a deep dive, like two or three minute, four or five minute episode, where we just really go in all the details about this, but you should just check out ilderontales.com. And so you to, spell that, for yeah, us I, or... I am. Okay. So it's I L L D E R O N. And basically it's four interconnected campaigns that are being run at the same time. And they're all on YouTube. So you can go watch them anytime you want on YouTube. Great stuff. It's an original world created by Brandon. Fucking killer DMing. Check it out. Good people. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's the (laughs) best. Best of people.
2: Um, Except he abandoned us.
1: Well. No. He, he, He moved to Greener Pastures.
0: Well, that makes him sound like he died.
1: Died and went to heaven, if heaven is Seattle.
2: Ooh, it's not. He seems happy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I miss Brandon. Yeah. Brandon, you're missed. Yeah. All right. So, not to get too mushy. So, we're moving on. So, this episode <laughs> is... Um, this is going to be a Bob Teaches People thing episode, much like the Cyberpunk episode was. Okay. And it's Lovecraft's airs. Because it's spoopy season. Spoopy!
0: Right, Why do you keep saying
2: "spoopy"? Because that's have what it is. Have you not been
0: on the internet as of late? It's like spooky. in the last year, instead of "spooky," it's "spoopy." It's "Spoopy" because we all have speech impediments, I guess. But it's "spoopy."
1: "Spoopy" season. No. Yes. Yeah. You're outvoted. So it's spoopy season. And so spoopy. I feel like i get two votes because I'm everyone's no. favorite. No. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, so Whoa. we um, didn't
0: vote on the votes, okay? Yeah. No. So this <laughs> is not a representative democracy. Uh, you don't vote for your voters. Uh, this is
1: a this is a bobtatorship, not a bobocracy. So y'all simmer down. All right. I'm to come across this table at <laughs> him. All right. So but because it's October, we decided that all the episodes this month are going to be in some way horror themed spoopy spoopy um, <laughs> and so this week the theme is lovecraft's heirs what do I mean by that lovecraft so dead lovecraft is dead as fuck. <laughs>
2: And the end. The end. No,
1: and so good written. <laughs>
0: so, aside but, from writing cool stuff, ooh, that man was a shit. Yeah,
1: that's kind. Of, and so this part of this episode is if you've been, if you've listened to us, you know I like Lovecraft's writings, mm-hmm. um, but I completely understand if people don't want to read his writings because a lot of them, like some of them, are pretty fucking terrible. Um, so I get that. So here. Is some stuff that it's Lovecraft influenced that you can read to get that same stuff without having to read the master of racism himself, H.P. Lovecraft. Right.
2: I feel like that's a
0: all the flavor, but less yeah, but, of the but, problematic <laughs> problematicness. Yeah.
1: Um, so I'll say here's a weird thing. So my Google, um, my my Google curated news popped up. I was like, oh, here's a review of a new. Lovecraft collection. I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm about to do an episode on this. Let me check this out, and I'm reading it. And like it's a it's a pretty pretty fair and balanced little um, review on it. And as I'm reading, then all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, uh, Lovecraft is very racist, or as you might say today, he was very uh, like far right, or as you might say, he was just right. And i was <gasps> like, wait, what? It's a whole. Google had taken me to a white power like book review site. And I didn't know it until I was like four paragraphs in on this review. And I'm like, oh Google, don't show me anything more from these guys. I was like, what the fuck? It was like it was like this awesome review. Like I was in this review. I was with it. It was like, oh man, this is this is great. And then it was like, wait a minute was kind of an offbeat and then it was like or you could call him right i was like oh oh no, oh, no. and i was like wait as soon minute. as you
2: started telling me the story i knew this guy, i was though. like oh no what
1: <laughs> what site am i on and i like <laughs> go to the about section of this website and even the about section wasn't real clear so like oh we have some frequently asked questions and Uh-oh. like clicked that be- and it was like, oh yeah, no, we we real white power. And I was like,
0: uh-oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, you know, like in Bob's Burgers when is just having that, oh, 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 those moments where she just kind of short circuits. Yeah,
1: yeah, oh, oh, no. yeah. That was that was pretty much me. So yeah, um, that anthology does sound really good. It's an annotated. Uh, Lovecraft anthology which I think if you're reading Lovecraft it's best to get annotated ones because it is written in the 20s and 30s mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of words in there that you're probably not going to recognize and it will just tell you what they are give you some of the references and plus kind of tell you like what's going on in Lovecraft's life I've got one by S.T. Joshi who I think is the best Lovecraft uh, scholar scholar mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever if you ever like, man, I really got to read some Lovecraft, look for something annotated by St Joshi is my recommendation. But this one sounded good, and it wasn't uh, annotated by him. Um, hmm. But yeah, so, wee, Oops. that was a wild ride. But anyway, so if you want to avoid <laughs> the racism. <laughs> I would be like, okay,
0: <laughs> but. Yeah, oh. So if you want can't to. can use that okay right, symbol anymore. If you
1: want to avoid the racism, Yee. here's what you can do. Here are his heirs. Um, so during his life, I didn't know this after Voltaire, Lovecraft is like the biggest letter writer, like known letter writer in history. Hmm. Like he, it's estimated he wrote over a hundred thousand letters of which we have about a sixth of them. Hmm. Um, and that's one thing I've never read that I've always kind of wanted to, you can buy collections of his letters, but, um, so he, the, there were some contemporary writers that he exchanged letters with. That uh, the y'all probably won't recognize the names except for Robert E. Howard, mm-hmm. who created Conan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you might know Fritz Lieber, recognize the name, recognize the name, he did a foul Fard and the gray mouser series. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's some others, uh, that were if you if you're big into the mythos, you'll recognize uh, Clark Ashton Smith, Robert Block, Frank Belknap Long, Henry Cutner, Henry S. Whitehead um and they're, they're kind of known as the lovecraft circle and another guy that we'll we'll get so into so those were
0: his contemporaries yes okay. okay
1: so this is while he's still alive these are people because Lovecraft. love no, he
2: wrote letters to them after his death
0: <laughs> now, seems legit yeah
1: good it yeah. it's love very we very lovecraftian, Be lovecraftian but, yeah yeah but no so he um uh, he was very open with sharing his ideas like the the ideas of the mythos and whatnot. He was cool with people. Like if you, there's some Conan that you can read like early Conan stuff that Definitely. has yep. myth that has references to the mythos. Um and so he's very open about sharing that kind of stuff. So some of these writers have those elements into it, but a lot of them are writing that cosmic horror that he's known for. Do you yes. think
0: that that's why he didn't copyright his stuff? When no, he died, and that's why, no, or technic- is that just a lapse?
1: No. All right. So here's the, here's the saga. I've done a lot of research on this topic recently. Here's kind of the saga of Lovecraft's uh, estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died and left it to his nephew, I think, as his like literary executor. Okay. And he basically just took everything and dumped it. Well, that guy like, trash? No, like, dumped bucket? it at a uh, at a uh, university okay. library. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So. He he got he got rid of it. Well, when he died, it passed the copyrights passed to uh, Lovecraft's only remaining heirs, which were two sisters, mm-hmm. I think. And the vibe I got—I don't know much about them, but I think they were kind of like, uh, like old maids kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Well, a guy who we're going to talk about, August Derleth, he got an agreement from them that he could republish his stuff. Well. It is pretty clear, so he, August Derlef claims that, well, he's dead, but claimed that he had the Lovecraft copyrights, yeah. but he didn't. He had like a gentleman's agreement with, with, these, the heirs yeah, with of these sisters, the with yeah. these, with these sisters. Um, and they never applied for a copyright renewal. Mm. People have looked, searched the Library of Congress repeatedly, they never filed a copyright renewal, so therefore it passed into the public domain. Um, there you are good. some there are some weird trademarks like the actual phrase "Call of Cthulhu" mm-hmm. when it's in reference to gaming is copywritten by Calcium, uh, because they put out the Call of Cthulhu game books. Yeah, um, and just there's there's some little things like that. You can't trademark the idea of the mythos, but you can trademark certain phrases and stuff hmm. like that. Apparently, hmm. for, in specific uses,
2: right?
1: So. But yeah, so if you want to check out some of those guys, uh, I would—Robert Block and Clark Ashton Smith would be my two recommendations. If you buy any collection of, like, Lovecraftian fiction it's like, just an anthology, they'll probably be in it.
2: So so do these—okay, they're contemporaries? Yes. They wrote—do w- they write— They lived past him, though. Right, do, but do they— they were also they, Pulp Fiction writers. Right. Do they write their own stuff with flavor of his, or do they write their stuff in his mythos?
1: They typically write their own stuff and will occasionally... Bring, in like, a, bring it Like, you know, they might mention the Necronomicon.
0: Creepy shit in the background yeah, kind of thing yeah. kind of happening. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah. Cool. So, if you if you like the old weird weird tales, like Pulp Fiction yeah. horror kind of stuff, mm-hmm. check these guys out. They're quintessential. Neat, neat, neat. neat. So... That was the that was the original Lovecraft circle. Well, after that, um, we move on to a guy named August Derleth. Uh, guy was he also wrote letters with Lovecraft, but he started writing letters with Lovecraft when he was like nine, I think. Oh, that's like oh, super young. What? Yeah, no, since he was a teenager. Oh, and um, so Derleth is actually who coined the term the Cthulhu Mythos. Okay. Um. Because Lovecraft, he had a different word that he used for it. Oh, no. That I like more. Oh. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, I was so no. nervous. <laughs> no, but he used the term Yog-Sothothory.
2: Oh, that's fair. Oh, like Yog-Sothoth. Yeah.
0: yeah y- Although...
1: Well, there's a there's a god, Yog-Sothoth. Yeah. Is a one of his gods. So it's Yog-Sothothory. Mm-hmm. So I, I just... It doesn't roll off the tongue as well, but I do like that. Um, <laughs> <not> but... <clears throat> So here's the thing. He, by the time Lovecraft dies, uh, and like, uh, Love, August Derleth, and a guy named Donald Wandre. Donald Wandre, the most recent thing that you might have heard of him about. So, okay. The World Fantasy Award, mm-hmm. the actual award yeah. used to be Lovecraft's head. Oh, it, was yeah. a, it was a bust. It was a bust of when Lovecraft. When did they change it? Like 2014 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, because it was fairly well, recent. Well, Donald Wandre, the guy who founded Arkham House, was the first person to refuse the award. But not because <laughs> that Lovecraft was a racist. He refused it because he knew Lovecraft and he thought... It'd be fucking weird. Well, no, he thought the head was a caricature. He thought uh, it was disrespectful. Uh, so he's like, no, I actually knew Lovecraft. Fuck y'all. I'm not taking this. So uh, he was winning. I think he was winning a fantasy award for like lifetime achievement because he was like a longtime editor yeah, kind of mm-hmm. guy. He worked with heavily with Arkham House. All right. Arkham House technically is still in existence. The last time they put out a book, though, was 2010.
0: Well, it's been a minute.
1: Well, August Derleth died. His daughter took it over. She died, and her children have taken it over, but there's been. There's, like, a lawsuit that fucked them over. And then, like, the house they're living in, like, got condemned or some crazy shit. So, they claim it's still in business. They just haven't put out a book in a while. Right. Oof. Um, But anyway, so, August Derleth, A strong case could be made that without August Derleth, we would not be talking about Lovecraft today.
0: Well, that makes sense. Because of what you've said about, like, the sisters just kind of not not really really doing much with it.
1: Right. So, he... He they had chopped around Lovecraft stuff trying to get it published mm-hmm. as a book, mm-hmm. and no one would take it. So August Derleth and Donald Wandre start Arkham House specifically to publish Lovecraft's stuff. That's why they did it. But then they started like getting other people. They all the Lovecraft Circle. They published all those guys. Uh, August Derleth did a bunch of stuff. Donald Wandre did some poems. Uh, he did a little bit, but he was more seemingly on the editing side of stuff. Um, but, so, not only does Durleth coin the Cthulhu mythos, he kind of tried to put some structure to the mythos, because Lovecraft never really laid it all out. Like, he puts these elements in these stories, but it's never, like, there's no place where he's like, okay, here's the Cthulhu mythos, yeah. or yogg authority, author Which
2: is unfortunate, because that would have been... I, like, I understand yeah. why he did it, I think. Yeah, well, because just... I don't... I don't think he set out to do that right you know exactly like, and so That's part of it in just here's a bunch
0: of creepy shit that kind of generally yeah, that, happens in the same universe right it starts
1: tying together mm-hmm. um well so i will say that i kind of liked it like that because right. the because the mythos the very nature of it is kind of supposed to be unknowable right well Durleth, would, yeah. Durleth has a bit of or i would say i have a bit of derleth in me because i could see me doing this exact same thing and you. It's giving me some pause here. But he came in and decided to put some order on the mythos. So one thing that he did the that was kind of a big difference was he tried to make it more of a good versus evil kind of thing. And it's... Where
2: was the good?
1: W- well, <laughs> well, well, no, it's... I know, I'm just... Because uh, Lovecraft, it's, it's not so much good versus evil, it's amorality versus cosmic indifference kind of deal. Like, yeah. there's...
0: The Void doesn't give a fuck about they, you. The Void right. isn't evil. Yeah. The Void isn't good. The Void's yeah. just the Void. It,
1: it, it was good versus cosmic indifference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's good versus evil. He also was like, you know what? We've got all these creatures. We should tie them to the four elements. Which, I do love uh, me some four elements. Yeah. So like it, Cthulhu and Dagon are water creatures. Yeah. Ithaqua is air. It was to the point that there was nothing for fire. And someone wrote in the letter like, well, why don't we have anything for fire? So he made up Cthulhu just to be a fire Hmm. Being, um, so hmm. yeah, uh, so that was kind of the next wave. You got your Lovecraft would be the first wave with some of his contemporaries, and then you get August Derleth coming in, and August Derleth, you know. then you know, people just start kind of little bits and drabs. A lot of these Lovecraftian circle people are still alive; yeah. you know, they're still putting out stories. So this kind of this Arkham House carries on to the our more modern day, and that's where I want to pick it up all mm-hmm. right so modern writers yes here's a list of people that claim lovecraft is a primary influence stephen king mm-hmm. ramsey campbell a horror writer mm-hmm. uh bentley little horror writer joe r lansdale writer alan moore comic book writer mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. uh juji ito japanese author f paul wilson i don't know uh, Brian Lumley is a horror author. He did the Necroscope series that you may have seen mm. in thrift stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin R. Kiernan, uh, horror author. William S. Burroughs, author. Neil Gaiman. Gaiman. Whatever. Uh, Mike <laughs> Magnola. Yeah. Uh, comic that's book what's author up right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Colin Wilson, who's an English author. John Carpenter. Stuart Gordon and Guillermo del Toro, who are all directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And H.R. Uh, Geiger, the artist. Ooh. Yeah. Claim claim him as a influence. Mm. Um like if you've ever read Stephen King, it's not a ton of references. The references tend to come in more of the short stories, but I, I distinctly remember in uh Salem's Lot there's a reference to the Necronomicon, I I think. If it's not the Necronomicon there's re-
2: Petsimeter. Terry. No.
1: Necron... In the, in the Necronomicon. In Salem's Lot, they go to a church, and there's a reference to a book there. It may have been... unspr. Oh, fuck. Unspr- like Colton. Unsprelacian like, un- unspr- like Colton. Yeah. So, all right. So, one thing that's pretty common to a lot of these mythos stories is books. They're tied together by books. Like the Book of Iban, the Necronomicon... Unsuperleck and Colton is one. Well, Lovecraft didn't come up with all of those. Uh, and in fact, August Derleth, what he would do was if he thought a story was mythosy mm-hmm. and had like the book of Ivan in it, he would say, okay, well, that's part of the mythos now. Um, <laughs> Well, so. I
0: mean, if you're the one who's deciding what's canon and what's he, not, he, he you, ba- he you build your was. own fandom.
2: He basically was. This is, like, the most Bob thing I've ever heard. Yeah, no. He like-
0: Council <laughs> of nicaea that shit. It was like, this is what is the mythos. The rest of that shit's just no, fiction.
2: No, I not like that other it, shit. It's really, yeah. it's nah, really got me, like, I, I was had to...
0: be some Dead Sea Scrolls. did you basically
2: had this a very similar idea years ago where you were like, I'm just going to take the parts of this mythos that I like, and then I'm going to... I
1: really did. Yeah. Um... Well, and I was going to do Gnosticism. I right, right. I was right. doing my own version of Gnosticism. That's what, was. Just that's picking, what, I, was, that's what I was. the thinking parts I liked. I was going to make my own Cthulian Gnosticism mythos thing. Yeah. Which I kind of have. I mean, my Howard Marsh stuff is technically is it? part of that, kind of, but not really. Some of so your so short why don't you stories? list
0: yourself as an author who's inspired by H.P. Uh, he
1: was. He was actually my first real influence as a writer. Everything yeah. I tried to write early on All like as it. an adult yeah. was uh, very, very, very Lovecraftian. Um,
2: what was the I'm sorry this is gonna sidetrack yeah. us, but I like to talk about it. the the short story that you wrote about the guy that went out into the woods and was just like a writer and
1: Oh yeah, that was that is that story I, it, I really like that story. That story yeah. was kind of set up to be my colicathema. Exactly. It's a yeah. real introduction to my Gnostic mythos kind of deal. Anyway, yeah, like, Anyways it, you know, it, it got published. Yeah, no, it I know, got published God. in a anthology. Um, found fiction found fiction anthology, okay. it was a suicide note that these people found mm-hmm. on a typewriter. Oh, yeah. So you, you just squinting to
2: squint and there? Oh, my Chief?
0: microphone's falling. I'm just seeing at the rate at which it's falling.
2: oh. <laughs> well I thought it was just you testing out glasses being like No, hmm.
0: I'm looking at a thing in the distance and, and seeing how quickly my microphone's falling, it, whether it's worth me to adjust. Keep
2: keep going. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> um so <laughs> that's the that's the list, but I'm gonna go into a few a little more in depth.
2: Are there any of these that you prefer like yes. a, okay
1: and i'm going to talk about some of them cool brian lumley okay look for his titus crow books i How do you spell that lumley yeah l-u-m-e-l-y i'm 90 percent sure he's british okay um so he once explained that the difference between his mythos characters and lovecrafts are and i quote my guys fight back also they like to have a laugh along the way Hmm. I don't know um, how I
2: feel about that laughter thing, but I like, yeah. the you're
1: cool not, like you're that.
0: You're not real big on humor in your books. Well, like no, they're there. not. I've they're
1: come not, around recently. They're yeah. not. But, his stuff is not funny. It's still Cthulhu, but right. the the characters are not quite the super serious professors all the right. time. It's so like Titus Crow is his Titus Crow series is you said Titus Crow. Titus T I T U S Crow. Titus Crow is like his main character that battles Lovecraftian mm-hmm. horrors, um, and they're well, good.
2: See, that's where he, right there, you know, it's not fully Lovecraftian because you made it sound like he did it more than once. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, he does. He does it more than once. Um,
1: So the next guy, he's written a bunch of Lovecraftian horror and the one, but uh, the things I've read of him, one of them was very much not, it was horror, but not Lovecraftian. And the other one wasn't really Lovecraftian, but his name is Brian Keene. K-E-E-N-E. He's great, but he did a really cool uh, take on zombies where the zombies are, uh, Aliens! Ba- no, they're possessed by demons. So they're Ooh. zombies with full intelligence. So they oh. can drive cars, oh. shoot guns. Oh. Yeah, no, it's oh. it's fucky. Oh, oh, oh yeah. my. Oh yeah, um, but so he did. Uh, he did a book called The Conqueror Worms. Which uh, it also got released as Earthworm Gods. It got it was originally Earthworm Gods. It got re released as The Conqueror Worms, and then got re re released as. How do I know that? Earth, I've read it, and I've probably tried to get you to read it. It's good. It's about no shit, Worms. giant fucking earthworms like destroying the world.
2: Eh. Mm. Like no,
1: it sounds fucking ridiculous, but it's executed masterfully. Like it's okay. really good. Anything done well can be good. Yeah, no, it's it's good. Um. So the the last specific person I'm going to reference is Caitlin R. Kiernan. Um, I have not read any of her anthologies or books. Um, I think I've read a short story two of hers, but she's by some people regarded as the best person going right now. This writing Lovecraftian Heart. Mm-hmm.
2: just in um, Lovecraftian. Well, stuff yeah, or? just in that kind of like horror,
1: like new weird horror. Pulpy is it N E W or N U weird? N E W. Okay. Um, but so N U Thomas Ligati. Ligati. Before her, it was Thomas Legatti uh-huh. who I I I haven't read. I've done an audio book that had a story of two of his in there. Yes.
0: So this is all like kind of new weird, yeah. Right, is what you would classify that as. Yeah. Uh, this this Lovecraftian, would that would it all kind of fall under that or no?
1: Not all of it. Okay. Um, but so, okay, yeah. So Thomas Ligotti was the best, but something I was reading, he may have quit writing mm. or he's writing very, very slowly. This Caitlin R. And the reason I haven't read her is because she's apparently real good and the price of her books reflects that. Because um, I haven't been able to find a Kindle version for like less than like 10 bucks of anything. Um,
2: Would you like to read one?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going to. I'll get around to it. Like I said, I think I've read a short story of hers in a antholo- an Audible anthology. Mm-hmm. Um but, yeah, so she's supposed to be really good. Here's a cool thing. She, I think she was, she was born overseas somewhere. I can't remember where. Um, but she spent a lot of time growing up in Alabama. She grew up Yo. in Leeds, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And she actually went to UAB.
0: Nice. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
1: to kind of bring it home, talking about wrestling with his legacy. So, mm-hmm. basically what we had was Lovecraft was real racist. Then we had a big, long span there where people wrote Lovecraftian without being racist and now we're having people that are basically trying to r- kind of reclaim that legacy like basically like he wrote really racist lovecraftian stuff can we write something that's kind of counter to that like a- anti-racist lovecraft or like it's kind of wrestling with his legacy so the I've,
0: anti-hp lovecraft Lovecraft. well
1: so i'll give you some examples of what's going on so ruthanna emery's wrote the litany of earth so if you've ever read The Shadow Over Innsmouth, it's, a, you know, it's about these fish people, mm-hmm. hybrids. Well, they're the bad guys. Well, in this, it's told from the perspective of the fish people. Oh. And they view themselves as good guys. And so the bad guys are actually the FBI agents who come in and throw them in concentration camps kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of written like that. Um, this one, uh, you may have heard of, Lovecraft Country. By yeah. uh, Matt Ruffs. Yeah, it's getting turned it. into a show by I HBO, I think.
0: I'm looking forward to reading it. You have it? Yeah, I have it. Oh,
1: damn. I really want to read this. I'm
0: pretty sure I have it.
1: Um, well, so he wrote it in 2016. It's dark fantasy, but so what it is is exploring the conjunction of horror fiction, like H.P. Lovecraft stuff, with racism in the United States during the Jim Crow era. And so it's basically a black science fiction fam, Atticus Turner and his family are, I think they're traveling like a, like they're doing a road trip. You know the green book that they, that yeah. they used to have? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, for those you don't know, there was, uh, it was... It was like a travel guide it was for black people. There's a travel guide for black people that told you these rest stops are friendly, avoid these ones, they're very racist, stuff like that. And I Go think here,
0: you will die. Go here, you can sleep the night.
1: Yeah, and I think it's they're taking one of these road trips with a green book and... One one thing they said is, like, what's so trippy about this is it kind of, like, you're dealing with these cosmic horrors, but really it's, like, the racism is even worse than the cosmic horror. It's, like, yeah. God. Because, like, you know, cosmic horror is cosmic horror, but, like, racism, that's just dumb. Yeah. You know? I was, like, fuck. Um, so, uh, this one I have. I haven't read it yet. Uh, I was thinking we might maybe do a bonus podcast at some point on this. It would be cool. What? But it's The Ballad of Black Tom. Uh, it's a it's just a horror novella mm-hmm. by Victor Lavelle. Mm-hmm. But so Lovecraft's most racist story is the horror at Red Hook. This basically retells that story from the viewpoint of a black man in New York at the time. He's kind of a kind of a trickstery. I think he's got a little bit of magic. I've read an excerpt on tour, yeah. and it was really good. So um and then the last one, N.K. Jimmison, she's announced her so remember when we read that story, the city, yeah, the city born great, city born great. Mm-hmm. She's turning that concept into a novel. Ooh. I think is her next novel, and She's, she writes really well. She does. And so I've heard that that's her next concept, but I've also read this, and I'm wondering if they're similar. If it's, if it's the same. If it's the same thing, just two different takes on the same idea. Mm-hmm. But her next, they said her next book is. Deliberately a chance for me to kind of mess with the Lovecraft legacy. He was a notorious racist, so this is a chance for me to have the chatter hordes, that's what he called the horrifying brown people of New York that terrified him. This is a chance for me to basically have them kick the ass of his creation. So now I'm looking fun to having some for- fun with looking forward to having some fun with that is what right. she said. So I'm wondering if it's if it's the City Born Great with like cuz you know there was that evil thing mm-hmm. kind I wonder if it's going to be like more lovecraftian cosmic horror now and then who knows we'll see um and the last thing i want to mention carnival row the show that's on now yes. apparently it gets real lovecraftian Ooh. Uh, after like like in the first episode like onward it gets pretty lovecraftian i've but seen
0: that, that snapchat filter yeah but that where is that, that is
1: kind of dealing with a whole bunch of like the dealing like immigration and racism and issues and stuff like that so
0: yeah a friend of mine i was like he's like yeah it's basically just like fantasy racism stuff yeah
1: so, so it seemed
0: i mean the concept well, seems neat yeah
1: no I've, I, it looks pretty cool so so that's kind of like taking it full circle started out with a really racist guy writing this and now we have people kind of trying to reclaim that legacy and i really appreciate that because like I, I really like talking about lovecraft and stuff like that But there is a faction of people out there that just like, ooh boy, him's the devil. Which he's a real piece of shit, but
2: he made a lot of really cool art.
1: Yeah, his legacy is just so much bigger. so, So much bigger. Like so many people have taken it, and I like people taking it in a way to kind of reclaim that legacy, kind of clean it up a bit. And so then hopefully the next generation that comes along just fucking go with it, do all sorts of crazy cool shit with it. Yeah. So that like is it. Bob's lesson on the heirs of Lovecraft.
0: Yay! We're all smarter now. Are we though? Mm. We're not any more dumb.
1: Yeah. So, that's so the if y'all don't have any questions,
2: um, uh, of the people that have been influenced oh. him, who is your favorite to read? Stephen King. That's not fair. Well, it's Stephen King. You asked. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: other than Stephen King. Uh, or, Brian Lumley Bob, maybe Bob
2: which do you prefer Stephen King or Lovecraft
1: <laughs> Uh, probably Stephen King I honestly think Stephen King's a better short story writer Steve, the best shit Stephen King's ever is written is his short stories as far as I understand um, he's amazing yeah. yeah he's written like 200 of them he's well you know the good. the
2: short story that, didn't we read one of his short stories yes yeah, yeah we, we read that I yeah. really like that short yeah, no, he's, story he's
1: amazing yeah Um. Yeah. oh got a new Randco product Oh boys, chicken chips. What? Chicken just, chicken chips.
2: Just uh, chips that are chicken.
1: Uh they're they're a New Zealand specialty, and you know they're headquartered in Christchurch. And while I was down there visiting the Rianco headquarters, yeah, uh, they flew. That's really they flew me in so I could see the Rianco headquarters. Right. Um, they unveiled their new brand of chicken chips. They're just chicken chips. They're real fucking good. That sounds I, great. Yeah. I low key hate that we don't have them here in America because they're real fucking good. <laughs> I want some fucking chicken <laughs> chips.
0: Bob has become that guy. Oh
1: god, I'm that. I'm that fucking. <laughs> you
0: know, guy. in New Zealand they have chicken <laughs> chips and they're delicious. I mean, these things from Ruffles—they're they're okay. okay,
1: but in New <laughs> Zealand. Zealand, wow. I mean. When you write, you write. I
0: mean, I've had a Mr. Goodbar, but have you had, had this, this exactly the same, same chocolate ch- no, peanut
1: butter <laughs> bar no, from right. New Zealand? You 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 check yourself. Those peanut bars, those Whittaker's peanut the, bars, oh, these, are yeah, they so were much thicker. fucking better. They were they were a little they, they were a lot were, thicker, especially if you get like a full size one. They're 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 three C's was, thick. It
0: was good, Con- but I'm just saying.
2: controversial opinion. They weren't as good as Goodbar. Ooh ooh, yeah. that's a hot take. But I I, I love. Good, I, like I love those though. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: So, I don't know. I I've ever had a good bar. I've only ever had a mini good bar. Like I, I've only ever had good bars at Halloween. You need a king size, Mister Good Bar. Mr.
2: Good bar. I, I've got a regular Mister hmm. Good Bar. They have them in the machines at work. Oh, so nice. every once in a while, if I need something for lunch, can I'll can grab one. Or
0: get the fuck out. Is
2: that your song about? You know what? I, I'm, all right.
0: <gasps> I oh. really like Mister Good Bars. Oh wow!
1: Someone's a size queen. <laughs> what someone is very particular about what size of candy candy bar bar they like (laughs) all right so i
0: literally have nothing other than just this indignant face that's all i can give you so
1: in the coming week as the indignant face glares (laughs) at you across the table
0: as you smack into your u-haul door as you
1: smack into the u-haul door of your of your of your week i hope that you uh no one sees you do it except for someone who is there with you so that they are somewhat, uh, can commiserate with your, with your utter failure of knocking the door off the tracks with the and force you of your face. And you wander away like a phased pigeon um, that just crashed yeah. into a window.
0: It was me. <laughs>
1: and uh, may the blessing of the beard be upon you.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Books, Beards, Booze. Our co-hosts are Bob, Derek, and Tanya. Our producer is Bob. For more information, visit our website, booksbeardsbooze.com. Follow our social media at Tales by Bob. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and share. Okay, bye.